This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. And Hokie Homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. A very happy Tuesday to all of you. My name is Nate Brennan. He is the Husker Hall of Famer, Eric Strickland. You're listening on the block, 93.7 The Ticket, 402-464-5685. Hot enough Lincoln Hotline, Zerner Heyman text line. As always, we want to hear from you because it's no longer Victory Monday, so it's Optimistic Tuesday. That's what we're going with today. Lots to be excited about. Lots of things to talk about. We're going to be headed to New Jersey here in less than a week. Friday night matchup under the lights in prime time. Only Big Ten game on Friday, and it's a big one. And we didn't know if we were going to be here, to be honest with you. There was a lot that had to happen to get here. I know a lot of Husker fans were kind of expecting the worst, but after defeating Indiana and Nebraska, they sit tied for first in the Big Ten West. Lots to break down. Lots to talk about. Again, 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline. Starter Heyman text line. We want to know your thoughts as always. You can also head over to Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can check out what's going on here in studio. You can check out where Strick is today. You can chime in on all those platforms as well. If you head over to YouTube, give us a like, give us a subscribe, share it to your mom, your cousin, your aunt, your friend, someone you hate. I don't care. Just go ahead and share it. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Also, as always, we're brought to you by Mary Ellen's 27th in Pine Lake Food for the Soul. I promise you have not had soul food if you haven't had Mary Ellen. So shout out to Charles and his staff, 27th in Pine Lake. All right, Strick, I've uh, I've done my spiel. I've done what I had to do. What's going on? Things are good. Yeah. It's a beautiful day down here in Texas. And I'm glad to be on the block, joining everybody that is on the block. Thank you guys always for tuning in, joining us not only here on 93.7 The Ticket, the TicketFM.com, or the app, but also on YouTube, Twitch, oh, yeah. Twitter, and Facebook. So we're always grateful for that. Once again, yes, Mary Ellen's is the place to be. Yes, it is. Make sure you let them know that we sent you, because uh, when I tell you, you, you be ready to go home and take a nap. It's very good. <laughs> it's very filling. So it's one of those things you're going to feel real good when you finish it up. But um uh it's interesting man it's it's a it's a it's a good short week uh so we'll know very quickly uh pretty decisively on how well uh, they respond yes we will and and one of the things that's hardest to do is when you're when you're used when when you haven't been winning and then you get a win a solid win with the emotions and and so forth being high it's tough sometimes to rebound and just come back stay focused but i know mickey joseph and the crew and those guys are uh, understand that part of it and they're going to be uh, talking about that and making sure that uh, they continue to build you know this week should be a building week it is also not only a building week as far as the program is concerned in the new direction that it's going but it's a building week as far as your character what type of team that you wanting to now become right. and establish obviously you would like to always set that up this is a new regime that is having to do that kind of on the fly 
But we're hoping that um, they'll be able to use this stretch of games this time with Rutgers and in Illinois and 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 then Purdue, hopefully to try to build character in the team uh, to put them on motion to finish it off strong. The goal still has to be in play, which is you are still in the place. I think I heard you guys mention it not too long ago. Um, when you look at the standings, you just go, just look them up on your own. Go go to the Big Ten standings and look them up and see what it says. That's what's <laughs> yeah. that's what's the craziest dynamic about it. Even after how bad it's looked, how bad. It's become it's never how you start. It's always about how you finish. And that's what the key component is of this. Uh, these next preparations for games are going to be. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because you talk about that next stretch of games. I definitely want to talk about that a little bit, Strick. And I want to get your thoughts on Rutgers. We're going to break all of that down in a second. But first, we're going to head to the Honda of Lincoln hotline where we have Brian. Brian, what's on your mind today, my man? Hey, fellas. Good show. Uh, just had a comment on uh, Oscar football and uh, and actually another one on Adrian Martinez and uh the first one, I just want to say, it was really refreshing to see the defense flying around out there. They looked like they were thinking less and just playing football, yeah. flying to the ball. It was by far the most physical they played all year. And obviously, I'm not saying Indiana is you know a great team or anything like right. that. But nevertheless, credit where credit is due, and. That was by far, not even close, the best performance uh, they've had this season. And, uh, you know, if they can replicate something like that this uh, this Friday, I like Nebraska's chances. I like them a lot, actually. Um, yeah. Second thing I just wanted to say is, is tip of the cap to Adrian Martinez. That guy, the past couple games, has been flat-out electric. And he's going to be forced to be reckoned with the rest of the season. And, you know, hey, it was one of those deals, you know, it's probably best for both parties in transferring. You, you can't right. help but wonder, though, a uh, little bit better coaching, a little bit better talent around him, uh, you know, what could have been. But, you know, that aside, hats off to Martinez, like I said, uh, from my perspective, he's going to be really tough to deal with uh, for the rest of the teams in the Big 12 the rest of the year. Yeah, Brian, we appreciate the call. Thank you, as always. Uh, I think he's right, Strick. Well, first, uh, I want to address what he said with Adrian Martinez. Is I know in the past I, I might have been a little bit critical of Adrian Martinez, and sometimes rightfully so, but I think it's just one of those situations like – genuinely happy for the kid like he say what you will about Adrian Martinez but he cared about Nebraska he cared about this state he cared about the fan base and he put everything that he had on the line I mean you can go through the list of injuries that he played through and and despite having those injuries he still laid it out on the line so I I do appreciate the shout out to Adrian Martinez now if somehow yeah. Nebraska were to face Kansas State in a bowl game I'm definitely going to be rooting against Adrian Martinez but for the time being yeah. it's definitely nice to see uh, him successful and I kind of want to get your thoughts and dive into this a little bit Strick is just the intensity because I think that's a big part of it that Brian mentions and this is something that I said yesterday is that it looked like a completely different football team. Like I, yeah. you look at that defense that we've been talking about all season, like getting gashed, uh, giving up 45 points to Georgia Southern, getting blown out by Oklahoma. And we talk about the lack of effort and a big is a big part of it, too. I mean, it was sometimes you question, do these guys want to be on the field? Do these guys want to be playing yeah. right now? Do, do these guys care? And, and not only did it look like they cared strict to me. 
it looked like they had something to prove. Like you, you yeah. it looked like they were on that field on a mission, and they had something yeah. to prove. I don't know if it was to prove to themselves, the coaching staff, the fans, whoever it may be. They were aggressive. They were flying to the football. You mentioned it all the time, strict gang tackling. We saw that. And it's one of those things that I think that alone should give you confidence moving forward in the Big Ten. Yeah, I, and I, I want to you know, address it on both sides of the ball when you're talking yeah. about the front line of the defense as well as the offense. I, you know they're hearing the stories. You know they're hearing the narratives. You know they're hearing all of the stuff that the media is talking about. They're hearing all of these different details. And when you have that right. as a player, it, it does play on you. It plays on your psyche. It can either play for the negative or it can play for the positive, right? But if you can get, and I, I use I use this when I speak to um, you know players on the basketball side of things all the time. It's really easy. There's no power in the hand, right? If I individually have five fingers, there's no power. I it can hurt. I can slap you across your face right, right. now. A couple of the fingers might catch you right, and you you'll feel it. You know it, it it'll hurt. And that's the moments. Those are the things that Nebraska was actually doing. They, there was just no power, right? But then what I saw over this past weekend was a unifying of some sort. Yeah. I don't know how – you you began to right. take each piece, each component, and it came together to form a fist. Now, this hurts. The fist hurts. When you put that together, that becomes power, right? And that's what I believe happened. It seemed as though, you know, the gang tackling – um, it seemed as though the linemen on the defense, when they got in a hole and they they got in a gap, an A gap, a B gap, whatever gap that they were uh, slated to go into, they got in there and they hold, they hold, right. they held firm. You're right. They held position. <clears throat> Excuse me. They clogged up. They made diversions. They just wasn't a a one cut, a one type situation where they were able to just get into and start maneuvering and going around. That's what I saw. Linebackers were reacting. They were responding. Defensive backs from um, um, all of the defensive backs from the nickel to the safeties, they were all coming up and engaging. Those were positives. And then you saw the offensive line, although they got some penalties. Corcoran got kicked out, but they were aggressive. And you can can respect that. You know, that's one of the things I can respect about it. I, I can take that. We can talk about it. We can work on it. We can heal the wound of that. But you can't. You can't buy any of the other stuff. The lackluster effort and all that stuff. You can't. You can't buy that. And so that's what I'm appreciative of. Of what I saw is those guys got after it in a little, little with a little different edge on their on a chip on their shoulder. And whether it was the coaches that invoked it, right. whether it was the shifting of the regime, regimes, a different voice that they're hearing, whatever that was. You can tell that there was a difference. There's no question about it. Well, I think that's what's the most interesting about it, Strick, is like you said, on a short week, Nebraska banged up a little bit. Rutgers banged up a little bit. You're going to be traveling on the road, primetime game. You're changing time zones. I know it's only an hour, but you're flying halfway across the country. You're going to find out really soon what Nebraska what Nebraska is going to be like the rest of this season. Like this is in what I what is really frustrating to me is I've seen a lot of people, especially on social media, saying, oh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's just Indiana. Well, okay, maybe let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. It's still a Big Ten opponent. It's still a team that came into Memorial Stadium at three and one. 
Like, say what you want about Indiana, but they took care of business this season. They they mm-hmm. they obviously lost to Cincinnati. They started three and zero. They beat the teams they were supposed to beat. They're a Big Ten opponent. Like, let let's not act like this is North Dakota. In no shame or nothing against North Dakota, but it's two different football programs. This is a Big mm-hmm. Ten opponent, and not only is it a Big Ten opponent, Strick, this puts you in the driver's seat. Like. They, 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 this is a conference game that now sits you at the top of the standings with other teams. So I get out of here with the, it's just Indiana and other and people are going to say the same thing about Rutgers. Oh, it's just Rutgers. Guess what? You got to beat the teams that are on your schedule. S- simply put, yeah. simply put, you have to beat the teams that are on your schedule. And the same thing can be said last year. You can't have it both ways because the argument against what I was saying last year is you are always so close. Well, you got to beat the teams that are on your schedule. It's the same this year. You just got a little bit luckier and you got easier competition. That's not Nebraska's yeah. fault. And it wasn't Nebraska's fault last year that you had a juggernaut and played, it seemed like, every ranked opponent in the Big Ten. Like, I, I, I hate when people say that. And it's this is something to build off of. And does the schedule play in your favor? Absolutely. It is that Nebraska's yeah. fault? No. Take advantage. Yeah. Take advantage. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I want want to talk about. I mean, obviously Rutgers uh, went into the shoe. I mean, look, it's not an easy place to play, no matter right. who you are, uh, to go into Ohio State. It's a tough place. They lost forty nine to ten. Um, they showed up and was really who they were. Right. right. Um, obviously Evan Simon didn't have a great game against them. Didn't throw the ball very much. 10 for 19, only 74 yards and a QBR yeah. of 20. That's, that's, that's horrendous. Um, Samuel, Samuel Brown, who is one of their best guys. That's going to be one of the ones that they're looking to obviously is going to, uh, they're going to put the ball in his hands. He averaged about five yards a carry against a tough, a staunch, Ohio State uh, defense, yeah, um, not not the not the not as good as the previous Ohio State uh, teams, but one of the things that Ohio State did against them, which I'm hoping uh, the Huskers will do to them, is run the ball. Yes, uh, Mayan Williams had 21 carries for 189 yards and a nine yard average against this Rutgers team, and when you look at that, that's they had a total combined of 252 yards on the ground, which then meant that. C.J. Stroud didn't have to do anything over elaborate. He had an interception in the game. He only threw the ball 22 times for 154 yards. But he just had to basically make sure that everything was in line and in order. Right. Didn't have to do nothing crazy. And that's what I'm hoping the brass. This, this team does nothing spectacular. Again, this is the same thing that they had when uh, Indiana came in. There was nothing unique right. or spectacular about that Indiana team. Right. So you have those same components, those same players. I mean, uh, Samuel Brown's only rushed for 210 yards in four games That's crazy. on 42 carries. Yeah. Right. Simon's four interceptions and three, three uh, INTs on only 640. There's nothing that they do. No. Now they're good on defense. Let's keep they it are. real. Now that is the thing that has helped them to win games in these last, their earlier parts of their game. And then they lost to Iowa. Obviously Iowa's defense is phenomenal as well. Uh, but Iowa can't score, but yet they had 27 points to get this team. So that's the thing I'm talking about. They only gave give up 95 yards rushing and 186 yards, 87 yards passing. That's where we've got to take care of the ball. 
We can't have mistakes. We can't fumble. We've got to have good special teams. We've got to do all of those things solidly so that we can allow the offense to take care of the time of possession, get them off the field, and go out with a win on the road. Strick, this is what you do best. You break it down. You lay the groundwork. And we're going to talk about it next. we got to get to a quick EAS test, so we're going to have to take a quick break. But we're going to break down a little bit more Rutgers. What does Nebraska need to do? How can we build off that momentum? We're going to talk about that next. Stay with us. On the block, 93.7 The Ticket.